The ever right on Irma Bombeck remembers her father saying this. He opened the jars of pickles when no one else could. He was the only one in the house who wasn't afraid to go in the basement by himself. <laughs> he cut himself shaving, but nobody kissed it or got excited about it. It was understood when it rained, he got the car and brought it around to the door. When anyone was sick, he went out to get the prescription filled. He took lots of pictures, but he was never in them. Each of us here this morning could write a book about a father or a brother or an uncle. Each of us remembers fondly the good times that we had with these men. And each of us can probably think of a time when we were treated rather cruelly by a father or a brother or an uncle. Not all memories of family are happy. Not all of us had good fathers or kind brothers or trustworthy uncles. The first, school of hard, the first lesson in the school of hard knocks often comes from a man or a boy in our own family. Each family system develops its own hierarchy, and in my own family, it was age that determined rank. Many of you know that I'm the oldest of five children. I am the big brother, even though I'm the smallest of the four. And growing up, my brothers and sister considered me to be a first-rate tyrant. <laughs> On our Montana cattle ranch, 20 miles from town, there was no one else to play with but my brothers and sister. We had 2,000 acres to roam at will, and roam we did. We had horses to ride and a river to swim in, but a cattle ranch requires constant work. Each of us children had numerous daily chores. My father spent all his time in the fields trying to keep our failing ranch afloat. My mother worked long hours as a nurse's aide at the county hospital trying to keep our failing ranch afloat. That left me, the oldest child in charge of cooking many meals, ensuring that homework got done, and getting my brothers and sister to do their chores. Not easy tasks. It left me in charge of lots of diapers and lots of dirty faces to wash. It left me responsible for house cleaning and firewood hauling. It left me with both the motive and the opportunity to be very, very bossy. I was only playing my part in the family's hierarchy, but a, cr a crying brother or sister was an almost daily occurrence. Howard's mean, they would say. Howard wouldn't let me play until I cleaned the bathroom. Howard made me change out of my school clothes. Howard took away my ball until my homework was done. These were the reports that my mother would come home to after a long day of changing bandages and emptying bedpans at the hospital. Glad that homework and chores had gotten done, she rarely questioned my methods. <laughs> she usually simply advised my brothers and sisters to mind your brother and you won't get in trouble. <laughs> my place in my family brought out traits in me that I work hard to temper to this very day. 
My place in my family profoundly affects how I am with people. It affects how I lead and what I value. It has made me search long and hard for ways of being that are not autocratic, not power-hungry, not bossy. I know what I was like then as a big brother, and I didn't like it very much. Yet, for every painful memory that I might have of being the bossy big brother, I have many good memories to compare. For good or ill, I played a role in raising my brothers and sisters. I'm not quite sure why there's a police officer in our parking lot, but there is. (laughs) We will hope that he or she is there for good reason. If we get disturbed, we'll just deal with it. Yet for every painful memory I have of being a bossy big brother, I can name a good memory. For good or ill, I played a role in raising my brothers and sister. They are who they are today in part because of my influence. And I am who I am because of the influence of my father and my uncles. I am intrigued by the bonds each of us has with the grown men who were around us when we were children. I'm intrigued by the ways that these men talked and acted toward me, what I picked up on, what I rejected, what I wanted to pass on to the children in my life, what I wanted to leave buried for all time. Each of us, at a very young age, was influenced by the men and the boys around us. Each of us will spend our lifetimes coming to terms with these influences, and each of us in turn influences the children around us. I invite you to close your eyes or to just look softly in front of you and think for a moment about your young childhood and your father, if you knew him. What was he like? Was he outgoing or shy? Was he funny or serious? Could he cook? Did he play sports? What did he smell like? What did he wear to work? Did he garden? Could he fix the car? Did he like to sing? Did he go to church? Did he tuck you into bed at night? Can you still hear his voice? And if you had uncles when you were a small child, what were they like? Did they breeze in for the weekend and take you out for ice cream? Did they come to holiday meals? Were they fun to play with? Did they like the pictures that you drew for them? Did your mother shoo them out of the house until dinner was ready? Could they barbecue? Did they drink? Did they drive fast cars? Would they give you pony rides on their backs? And if you had them, what about your brothers? Were they younger or older? Did they play with you or gang up on you? Who got to sit in the passenger seat of the car if there was only one adult? Did your brothers stick up for you at school? Did they tease you at home? Did they hit you or pull your hair? Would they help you with your homework? What were their bedrooms like? Did they like sports? 
Who had the hardest chores? Who had the coolest stereo? Which one would help you with a bandage if you skinned your knee? You can open your eyes now. These memories are a part of us, you and me. We move in the world as human beings partly in response to these memories, these learned ways of being. I think this is one of the most wonderful things about being a human being. I'm not one to blame my faults on my parents. I'm not one to overemphasize childhood as the root of all adult foibles nor am I interested in blaming others for my faults. Sure, each of us is encouraged and damaged in childhood. There is no other way to grow up. None of us had perfect parents, and none of us will ever be perfect parents. There is no way to be alive and human without being wounded. There's no way of living with other people without inflicting wounds. We are human, you and I. We are vulnerable and we are not perfect. Perfection is not expected of any of us. We must make our own muddling way in this world. Living is what we strive to do better, and the quest for a more whole life is the religious quest. We are here on earth to grow a soul, We are here to learn from our mistakes. We are here to ask forgiveness and to move on. We are here to recognize good and evil, right and wrong, love and hate. This is what the spirit of life calls us to do. Today is Father's Day. It is a day set aside to honor and to remember our fathers. It is also a day to recognize the need for all men to father the world. For we need both male and female and all the genders in between. We need men and women, boys and girls. We need fathers and brothers and uncles. We need men who are straight or gay or bisexual. We need men who are young, middle-aged or old. We need men who are married or widowed or single. We need men of all races and colors, all religions and cultures. We are lucky to have many men in our congregation, and we celebrate them today. It is Father's Day, and today we are glad for the men in our lives. So be it. Amen.